welcome to To Grow Good, a podcast of conversion stories, to share encounters with the living God, to bear good fruit, a place where others can meet or be inspired to meet God. So get cozy, lean in, and listen close. Miracles are at work, and He wants to meet you too. My name is Rachel Smith, and I'm your host. Now let's start growing some good. Hello, friends, and happy Tuesday. I am so excited this week to bring you the story of Caitlin Jude. But uh, two things. I definitely want to give the listener leave shout out of the week. But even before that, I want to give a really exciting update, guys, on uh, what I am doing later this month with To Grow Good. A huge update. One of the many ways that the Lord has been working behind the scenes here. Um, So I'll tell the very brief story, but I was recently on um, Fuel Your Soul podcast, which is a podcast by two amazing, beautiful, just awesome Uh, Catholic ladies that are growing in their faith. Their names are Tay and Kay. And um, they just recently started their podcast. So everyone should go check it out. I was a guest recently. So go check out the um, episode. We got to talk about my my own conversion story. They shared a little bit of their stories. And then we talked about um, getting into scripture and what it's like. And they were so sweet. They were just sharing about how They've been listening to scripture seeds and they've just never heard someone in quite the same way, like open up the scriptures and it's really been making their hearts burn. It's been making them want to get into scripture more and they don't know where to start or how to begin. And so we were talking and they asked if I would be willing to, or if I've ever thought about doing scripture seeds nights where you can actually join in on Scripture Seeds uh, live or like while it's happening as a group so that we open up Scripture together. And then we kind of talk about tips or ways that you can get into this on your own um, afterwards. And so they asked if I would ever do a night for their their listeners, my listeners. um, And I thought it was just such a beautiful idea and so clearly from the Holy Spirit. They had no idea about any of the updates that's been going on over here. Okay. They had no idea. They just randomly reached out to me to be a guest on their show and started talking about scripture seeds and how they hope that I would do that one day. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, like literally this is an answer to the prayer um, from recent months with everything that's been going on at To Grow Good and expanding and going into new avenues. Um, so I'm really excited to get to offer this for all of you guys. So the signups are now open. If you want to join us for Scripture Seeds Night, it is on June 30th at 7 p.m. And we're going to be going diving into Scripture together. Uh, me, Tay, and Kay will all be kind of hosting it. Um, and then we're going to take Q&A at the end as well. So if you have any questions about daily prayer, connecting with God, how to be led by the Holy Spirit, um, how to get into scripture, what hangups you have, please send us your questions and we are going to take them during the event as well. So you can um, submit those on Instagram at to grow good. You just DM me or reply back to our stories. We're going to be asking for Q&A questions um, 
over on Instagram. And then you can also always email me at twogrowgoodpodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions that you want us to respond to as well. But you first need to sign up if you want to go to this uh, event. You can sign up if you go to my link in bio. It's there on Instagram. And it's also just right in today's episode show notes. You just scroll right on down and you can sign up to join us for the first ever Scripture Seeds Night, which is basically Scripture Seeds Live, but with a group of um, Catholic women that are desiring to encounter Scripture like maybe they never have before. So counter the Lord. So I'm just so excited for this. Uh, June 30th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The link to sign up is in today's show notes, and it's also at To Grow Good Instagram. Cannot wait to meet some of you guys and get to see you and connect with you and be friends. So let's do it. I cannot wait. Before we get into this week's conversion story, I wanted to give the listener leave shout out of the week. This week, I wanted to highlight a new Branches of the Vine supporter of the show, Jennifer. Jennifer left a note with her contribution saying, Dear Rachel, here's to building on the dreams. I look forward to hearing and learning more from your work. Warmly, Jennifer. Jennifer, thank you so much for supporting the show, for supporting everything that we're doing over here, and for listening along to the podcast, including all of the monthly bonus episodes that you now have access to. You are amazing. If you believe in the power of conversion stories and want to help to support what it is that you're listening to right now and help us to expand into even more channels and reach even more souls, you can visit donorbox.org slash two dash grow dash good and sign up to become a branches of the vine supporter. It is also live a live link in today's episode description. So if it's easier, you can just scroll right on down and click it. If you become a monthly supporter for as little as $1 a month, you will gain access to a new bonus episode every month on a different topic that is currently stirring my heart. So far, I've poured my heart out on prayer, how I learned it was simply a conversation with our creator, what it looks like for me, and on Our Lady how I met her and how her and her fiat have changed everything for me. My identity as a woman, my relationship to God, my relationship to the church. For June, the bonus episode is going to be all about adoration, Eucharistic adoration, what it even is, how I discovered it, why it matters. I'm going to open up about some of my own incredible experiences that I've had in adoration with our Lord. And what a gift it is for each one of us. It's such a joy to get to share more of my heart with those who are supporting this mission and making it happen. So thank you. With all that being said, let's get into this week's conversion story. Caitlin is a new time YouTuber um, and she has a YouTube channel called Caitlin Jude. If you want to go check out some of her videos, they are now up. She speaks on all different variety of topics that have to do with the Catholic faith and what it's like to live it out. Caitlin is just incredibly intelligent. Her story is so, so cool because it's so unique and so intellectually driven. 
Um, she looked into so many different ideologies and not only just like looked into, she deep, deeply looked into a number of different faiths um, and actually really honestly tried them out. Um, and it's so fascinating just to get inside her mind a little bit and to pick her brain on how she came to know um, this truth after looking into so many other options um, and why she decided that this, and she came to know that this really was the truth that she had been searching for. Um, and then those little things along her journey, the way that Our Lady was so clearly uh, praying for her all along, um, the role that the saints played as intercessors for Caitlin. And I just love to see God's hand in all and how he delights in using what we find interesting to delight us into coming to know him at a deeper level. And that's just so, so clearly what I see in Caitlin's story. It's like he was, he delighted in her fascination with the world and with um, so many intellectual questions and deep theological arguments. Um, and that sent her on this wild adventure where now she knows so much about this faith um, and she knows that this is the true church, that, that God himself came and left for us and just how beautiful it is. So here is the story of Caitlin Jude. But first, a message from today's episode sponsor, Catholic Match. Are you feeling called to marriage but struggling to meet others who are striving for sainthood? Well, my friends, there is a solution for you. Welcome to Catholic Match, the largest faith-focused dating app designed for single Catholics. Unlike other dating sites, Catholic Match primarily strives to help singles connect for the purpose of sacramental marriage through direct message, video chat, and more. And not only that, it also provides a place to make new friends in the faith because, let's be honest, these days it's harder than ever to cultivate intimate Catholic community. Create your Catholic love story. Visit catholicmatch.com slash good to create your free Catholic Match account and start meeting fellow-minded Catholics today. Caitlin, hello. Welcome to the show. Hi. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. I'm so excited that you are here and that um, you're going to share your story with us. Um, but before we get started, do you mind just introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about what it is that you do now? Yeah. So my name is Caitlin. I am, yeah, I am a Catholic convert. I can, I came into the church in 2016. And so this year will be coming up will be my fifth year as a Catholic, which is crazy. And I also have started a YouTube channel as well. And so yeah, I'm kind of been working on that like very recently. It was something I've started over the summer, um, last summer. And so, yeah. And so, yeah, that, yeah. that's awesome. Yes. And, and I found Caitlin through Instagram and eventually then YouTube, uh, I, I checked out her new channel 
And I was just so inspired. I'm so inspired by people that are, you know, out there sharing their faith and and trying to um, spread the gospel like the Lord asks us to. And it's just beautiful to watch how through each of our gifts, he's he's using each of us in, in, in such a unique way to reach specific people that we're meant to reach. So it's just beautiful and so grateful for you. But yeah, let's let's go back. If you could just um, maybe give a little bit of your background um, in the faith, how you grew up, um, and what your journey has been like. And then if you could remember a moment or an encounter where you really felt like you came to know that God was was there. Okay, yeah. And so, yeah. So basically, I grew up uh, non-religious, like Protestant, but um, non-religious really. So I was baptized as a baby in the Methodist church. So yeah, but my parents, like they didn't really practice or anything like that. So I mean, I just kind of grew up with a pretty secular background. Um, Yeah. And so, um, and I went to preschool at a Baptist church. So I got a little bit of Christianity, um, like knowledge, like back at that time, but, um, it was only for like one year and I'm, I was so young too. So it was like, kind of like, I got like a little bit, but I didn't really know like that much about what Christianity was or what it meant or anything like that until I was 14. So this was the summer of 2012. And so at that time, I started getting interested in the idea of researching into Christianity. And the way I kind of start that kind of started was actually I stumbled across one of Lizzie Rizet's videos. Yeah, I know you guys did a podcast with her. Yeah, um, she's before. awesome. Yeah, it's funny. I'm actually friends with her now in real life. No so. way. Oh my gosh. Wow, it's small world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And so I watched one of her videos and then I kind of stumbled across her channel and watched a bunch of the videos she made back when she was Protestant about Christianity. And that made me kind of start wanting to learn more about Christianity. And so, yeah. And then at that time I was kind of like agnostic about God. So I was like, kind of like, I would always go back and forth. Like, do I believe God exists or not? So I was a little unsure, but I think I was getting to that point a little bit where I was like, oh, I think God does exist. And I think I eventually rationalized it using kind of like the Pascal's wager. I rationalized it like, you know, better to believe that there is a God and be wrong than, you know, to not. So... Yeah. And, uh, and so I started getting really interested in researching Christianity and kind of finding out what it was. Cause thinking about it, like, I really did not know anything about it pretty much like barely anything. I just kind of knew there was 
God and there was Jesus and like just very, very basic things. But I didn't know any of the Bible stories at all. Like I literally didn't even know what Adam and Eve was until I searched up the story on YouTube. And yeah, so yeah. And so I eventually, my sophomore year of high school, I think that year, I got really into trying to find out more about what Christianity was and started trying to read the Bible and researching different um, questions about it. And I started eventually looking into different Christian denominations because I was like, well, like there's all these different churches, like which one do I join? The very first one that I think I started going, the very first one I started going to was this um, small um, Baptist church, which was actually the same place where I went for my preschool. So it was like, kind of like, I kind of knew it, but I hadn't really been to any of their church services really until then. And so I started going there. Um, there was another time I visited another church nearby me, which was United Church of Christ. And I visited like the Methodist church and I, yeah, so, but I started doing a bunch of research on the different Christian denominations. I figured like one of these churches has to be the true church. <laughs> like, and I know there's a lot of Protestants who will say that it doesn't really matter what church you go to uh, it, as long as you believe in Jesus. And I feel like that didn't really sit well with me because like, you know, there's only one truth. And so, you know, if all these churches have differing beliefs, then like they can't all be true at the same time. Like there have to be like, you know, set things that Jesus wanted us to believe and so I was kind of trying to explore that. Um, there was one time where I was getting really into the Seventh Day Adventist, um, like their theology, like really interested in them. And then um, I think for a, for a little while, I was getting really interested in Mormonism. Um, but then eventually in the summer of 2013, so about a year after I started you know, doing research on this sort of thing. I went on a school trip to Italy and Greece. And our very first stop was in Rome. And so when we were in Rome, I noticed that it was, had like this huge Catholic culture. There were churches everywhere, like, and they were all like Catholic and they were beautiful but I think that the thing that stood out to me the most was going when we went to the Vatican and we went into the museum and at the Vatican Museum, I was just amazed. Like It was beautiful, like looking at all the art. And I really felt like I felt God's presence while I was there. Like, I just was like, I could literally, like, sit here, like, all day and just, like, pray and read the Bible or something. Just, like, I was just amazed. And definitely, like, my favorite painting there is the Disputa 
invocation of the Holy Sacrament by Raphael. Yeah, that's definitely like my favorite painting that is there. And it really, in particular, made me feel God's presence. And so, yeah. And so after that trip, I started um, really like hardcore researching into Catholicism because that was kind of like, I hadn't really done that before. And also while I was in Rome, this was also really cool. I ended up getting a rosary blessed by the Pope. So after we went to the museum, I I went into the gift shop and then I found this really beautiful rosary and it was it was like rose scented. Like it yeah, it's it smells really nice and I wanted to get it. And I didn't even really know what a rosary was at that time. I thought it was just a necklace, but <laughs> but yeah. And then she, the lady at the cash register, she said like, oh, like we could get this blessed by the Pope and we could mail it to you. And so I decided like, wow, I want to get it blessed by the Pope. And that at the time was very like, it was a huge deal because it was 2013. So this was only a few months after Pope Francis had been elected as Pope. And so I was like, that's so exciting. Like the new Pope is going to bless my rosary. And yeah. And, and yeah. And I just think like in Rome, like I really appreciate how they have this really like, they're so like centered, like with Catholicism, like you could just see Catholics up everywhere, like going to the gift shop, you gift shops, you just see, Catholic imagery everywhere everyone's selling rosaries like you see like icons in the streets and stuff like that and so yeah and so yeah when I came back I started really hardcore like researching into Catholicism I started reading a bunch of articles and watching like a ton of like videos on Catholicism and stuff and eventually I remembered later that year um yeah later that year on my birthday which was in November and so that was the year I turned 16 and that was that happened to fall on a Sunday that year and that was my first time going to a Catholic mass and it was like, since it was my first time, like, I was definitely overwhelmed, and I was there just all by myself, and I was, like, and it's very different from, you know, like, the, your average Protestant church in America, because it's, there's just so much, there's so many more rituals and prayers and things like that, like, I didn't know any of the prayers off the top of my head or, like, anything like that. I didn't know what to expect. So it was all a little bit like overwhelming for me. It was, yeah, it was very overwhelming my first time there, especially because it was at that time, it was the biggest church I had ever been to because all the Protestant churches I had been to before were like really small. And so, yeah, so it was like a lot of people on a Sunday. It was like, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't have anyone there to help me and so yeah 
Um, and then I went again for Christmas Eve and then like kind of the same thing happened again. And so I remembered kind of like, maybe I should just take a little bit of a break from looking into Catholicism for a while. Like I was, because I was also like, as much as I was looking into the Catholic side, I was researching the Protestant side as well and researching Protestant arguments. Cause I was just trying to find like whatever church was true. Um, and even though I felt very drawn towards Catholicism, I was like starting to feel like maybe I shouldn't be Catholic, you know, being convinced by some of the Protestant arguments. And so after that, I eventually started getting really into Lutheranism. So this would have, so this was around January, 2014. And so this was also the same time my grandfather died. And so what kind of pushed me into that was, um, my grandfather, before he died, he was at a rehab center and it was run by like a Lutheran um, church. It was run by Lutherans. And so when we had his funeral, it was, they had a chapel there and we had the funeral there. And so that kind of pushed me into thinking, maybe I should start researching the Lutheran church and I found that a lot of their theology is so similar to Catholic theology, like even though like they are Protestant because they were like pretty much like the first Protestants, like, you know, like Martin Luther, well, like Anglican and Lutherans, but um, yeah, I I was not into the Anglican church at all though, because I think just like, you know, knowing how it started with King Henry VIII wanting to divorce his wife, I'm like, that does not sound at all like, you know, what Jesus would have wanted in a church. So yeah, was, I kind of shut that down pretty much immediately. And so, yeah, but then Luther, I was like, at least he had good intentions. So yeah. And so I started um, looking into that, going attending a Lutheran church and yeah and then eventually um that summer of 2014 I started to um kind of go into another little theological crisis on whether or not evolution was true or not um yeah and so yeah, and so I was just doing a lot of research and onto things like that. And eventually I was just like, okay, like evolution is true. And, you know, and, but God used evolution to create us. And so I, and so when I was kind of in that like spiral of looking into things, I, eventually found this um found this audiobook um on youtube evolutionary science and the catholic church that's the name of the audiobook on um youtube and it's by father kevin vogel and so i listened through that and i was like oh wow okay and 
the Catholic church accepts evolution. And so I was, and so I was very interested by that because I didn't really know that before. And so I think that was one of the things that kind of started to make me think about Catholicism more again. And um, so, yeah, I continued to do more research that summer. And I remembered going back to mass again for the third time I, that August. Yeah, I was looking into Catholicism, but then I was still kind of like not 100% sure about some of the theological beliefs. And I remembered even posting on Yahoo Answers, like, should I should I stay Protestant or become Catholic? Or like, which church should I join? And yeah, just getting a bunch of answers on there. And so, yeah, I was, yeah, I was just really like hardcore, like researching theology, like during that time and just feeling really drawn towards Catholicism. And I remembered um, one of the theological beliefs I was kind of wrestling with was, um, should we pray to Mary? Like, and so I knew that in Catholic beliefs, like they don't, like they believe they're not worshiping Mary, but then Protestants will argue, even though you don't think you're worshiping Mary, you're still praying to her, which is kind of like worshiping her. So I was like, kind of like, eh, not sure on that. And so I had prayed a rosary, had prayed the rosary before when I first got it and was first hardcore researching Catholicism in the summer of 2013, but then eventually later on kind of stopped, just took a break from it. But then I remembered eventually just this one time, like, you know, just feeling really drawn towards it. And like, you know, just like, it's so pretty. I want to like hold it and stuff like that. And then eventually I just got around to just like praying it again. And yeah, especially just as I was researching more into Catholicism, like I started to feel more and more convinced by different Catholic beliefs. And yeah, and so this was my senior year of high school. So 2014, 2015. And so, yeah, and I started going to mass a little bit more often. That year for me was very difficult. It was a very, it was a very stressful year for me, especially with school and applying to colleges and it was, yeah, honestly, probably, yeah, I I kind of hated that school year. I know everyone loves their senior year of high school for some reason, but I just kind of hated mine. And so, yeah, but I was just like so stressed out and I was, yeah, just struggling in my classes because I was doing IB and IB classes are just really hard. Yeah. And, but Okay. And one of the other things that I did when I was during that school year was I wrote an extended essay. So for IB, which is the International Baccalaureate Program, in case anyone doesn't know. Um, yeah, it's very intense. It's kind of like AP, but like kind of more, I guess, interconnected in a way, but it's like, and then there's extra stuff that you do. And so it's like kind of harder in a way too, but one of the things you have to do in IB is write an extended essay. It's like this 10 page essay on 
on basically like whatever you want. Like it's a research paper on just like whatever you want. Okay, at least I can do theological research for school now. <laughs> like, cause I went to public school. So yeah. Um, so we weren't taking like religion classes or anything like that. And so, yeah, but I was able to do a lot of research on Catholicism kind of through doing that paper. And um yeah but yeah that year was very very stressful for me and I was really struggling a lot in my math class particularly um no matter how much I tried to like figure things out it was like I could not like do math and yeah, and I was struggling so hard in that class. And eventually I started like um be convinced about the idea of um asking for Mary and the Saints intercession. And so for the first time I pray um I prayed to Saint Jude. Um yeah. And so he was the very first saint who I prayed to because I looked him up, looked him up, and he was the patron saint of impossible causes. And I was struggling really bad in my math class, and like, just like so, I prayed that he would help me in that class and pass it. And eventually, I did. And so that was really, yeah, yeah really like a huge thing for me and so yeah and that's also why I ended up picking Saint Jude as my confirmation saint and my name basically so yeah and so yeah that summer I continued to really research Catholicism a lot more and I started college and while I was in college I finally decided I'm going to join RCIA. So I started RCIA in the fall of 2015 and eventually got confirmed in 2016 on April 3rd. So yeah. Wow. Do you believe in the power of conversion stories? Has this show moved you in some way? Join the Branches of the Vine community of supporters. You will be making this show happen and you'll be helping it grow and expand into new avenues to reach even more souls. Visit togrowgood.com support to join for as little as $3 a month. This link is also a live link in today's episode description. If you just scroll down, you'll be able to click right there to join us. As a gift back to you, you will gain access to an underground bonus podcast That's right, a collection of monthly episodes on a series of different topics that stir my heart, in addition to behind-the-scenes updates on where he's leading this ministry and more. You are the light of the world. Thank you so much for supporting me in this mission and stepping out on the water to wherever he calls me next. Let's see where this goes. Oh my gosh, what a what an adventure. I feel like you really wow, you like went to so many different ideologies and researched so many different like faith 
traditions and like the history of them and what they believe and why. And I just feel like you really thoroughly were searching. But I just, there's so many things I love about your story. I just love how we think these are just like random thoughts, right? <laughs> and then I feel like the <laughs> Lord will use it to show you like, and that's why uh, I just love, I love to hear people's stories and reflect on that, but also to encourage people to like seek the the answers to the questions that you have, because everyone has their own individual like curiosities or thoughts, you know, that are just kind of there. And I think that's the Lord like inviting you to go deeper because there's truth he wants to show you there if you if you follow it all the way through you know and obviously are seeking the good right like obviously the you know you have to discern at the same time you don't just like do whatever but i do think he uses our own curiosities and kind of our own um questions to help us to go deeper and that's even true once you're in the church i feel like there's like new devotions or like a new saint that will all of a sudden pop up and it's like, oh, like, Lord, like, what do you want to teach me through this? Because now that I've like identified that, I can be like, okay, this is like a door he's trying to open for me to like walk through to get closer to him or to try to teach me something that maybe I need to learn. And I just feel like I can see that so much through your story because you were genuinely seeking him and he was using every turn that you went to, to kind of deeper, deepen this understanding of Catholicism in a way, which is just wild. Like when you think about it, it's like, he's, he's like, he almost was using, he was, he was obviously letting you lead while he was leading, which is like that paradox, but he was letting you explore to show you a new truth that would lead you to the next step, which is just so beautiful to to reflect on. But yeah. Oh my gosh. I think the only big question I had was like from the very beginning, I guess, like what was it that made you go the Christianity route and not, you know, into a different religion or ideology altogether? Um, what was it that kind of at that time, do you remember what drew you to Christianity versus anything else? I mean, I did also research other religions like a little bit, but I think that just the argument for Christianity kind of made the most sense to me. And so I think I just kind of, you know, just chose to go down that route just of Christianity. And yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the arguments for like, yeah, Jesus and things like that. I just thought those just made the most sense. Right. Like the fact that like he claimed to be God, I feel like, and it's the only religion really that had a band that actually claimed to be God starting his own religion, you know, is pretty compelling because it's either, which is, which I also love because I feel like he knows it's like, oh, that's easy to just either prove or disprove. Like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna figure this out real quick and then I'll be out, you know, and then it turns into this whole journey of, um, yeah, of questions. And then I love, I just love how you went only, not only, you know, theological arguments, but also it was like drawing your heart through the rosary and just like how these little glimpses, like your trip to Italy and how they were years apart, but they stood out in your heart. And like, 
the fact that you picked up a rosary at the Vatican, I mean, Our Lady must have been praying for you, like all the way back to that moment. Um, and it's just so beautiful to like reflect on that. Um, I love that so much. And so what led you to start your YouTube channel? Um, it was just something that, yeah, I think for the last few years was something that I always was very interested in doing. I love video editing. Like, I think it was something that I've always really loved when, yeah, like, for example, when I was in middle school, I really wanted to create my own, like, TV show. And so I ended up writing, like, a bunch of scripts for this TV show that I made up and tried to get my little cousins to act in it and stuff like that. And so... And they were so little at the time because I'm the oldest of my cousins and they were all like, you know, like eight and under. And so, and I was like 12. And so, and so it was kind of hard. It's kind of hard when you have like four to eight year olds to try to get them to cooperate. And so, yeah, it kind of like fell flat a little bit, but um, yeah, I, but I had fun trying to record that and like edit that. Like I had so much fun with editing using Windows Movie Maker and stuff. And then just this, um, like, yeah, just last year I got a new computer. And so, yeah, I finally decided to um, get Final Cut. And I was like, I should start a YouTube channel. Like, I really want to do that. Yeah. And so... Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. If someone wants to find you, where can they go? Uh, yeah. So my YouTube channel name, it's just my name, Caitlin Jude. My Twitter and Instagram, it's Caitlin Jude underscore. What would you say is one of your biggest challenges that you've, that you've encountered in cultivating this relationship with God? And what has been one of your greatest joys? Okay. Yeah. So biggest challenges I think have been, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, the fact that, you know, I am Catholic and the rest of my family isn't. And so kind of being the, um, only Catholic in my immediate family, like in my household. And so, um, you know, just feeling like it can kind of make you feel a little bit lonely in a sense. And that was something I felt a lot, especially, when I was in high school, because I didn't really have people who I could talk to. I felt like I was kind of on that whole journey alone, just trying to figure it all out by myself, because I felt like none of my friends really were like super into, um, you know, religion and stuff. And so I felt like I was kind of a little bit of an outsider, just like trying to like, you know, think of all these like deep theological questions, whereas they were, I don't know, thinking, like talking about something else. I also struggle with, you know, as far as like with prayer, I always get so distracted. So that's something I continually try to work on. So yeah, that's, yeah. So I'd say those are just some of the struggles that I have. And then as far as greatest joys, I think um, being able to find people who share my beliefs, especially when I got to college, um, 
I made a lot of friends who were Catholic. And I think that that has really helped me a lot in that feeling that I had, especially in high school with like feeling very alone. And like, I didn't have anyone to talk about these things with or people who would understand like, you know, what I was thinking or why I felt a certain way. And so being able to find like a sense of community and friendship, like, you know, after starting college, I think that has been definitely one of my greatest joys. And then also just feeling like I know like this, I all I have this like sense of truth and then like this reason for, you know, my life, you know, just knowing like, oh, like I was created with a purpose and, you know, kind of knowing what God wants from us. I think that having like that faith in God, it just kind of helps to center me in a way that I would say I didn't have so much when before I was researching into Christianity, like when I was more in middle school and early high school, I just didn't have that. Totally. Yeah. No, that makes so much sense. Um, That's beautiful. Uh, So what have been some of your standout influences on your journey? Um, It sounds like you've read a lot. (laughs) If there are any books or um, a specific speaker or writer that you wanted to mention, especially for someone who maybe is on the journey now, um, or maybe they're seeking and they want to go deeper, or maybe they have a lot in common with your story and uh, they're interested in learning about what helped you. Yeah. So one of the books I read was, yeah, The Catholic Church, What Everyone Needs to Know by John L. Allen Jr. And yeah, that book helped me a lot, especially when I was doing that um, paper. Yeah. I used that as a resource. And then what else? Um, I really love uh, Catholic Answers and New Advent as like, you know, websites that are really good at helping to explain the Catholic faith and what we believe. A book that really helped me with um, understanding Mary was Hail Holy Queen by Scott Hahn. Um, yeah, I really love like his stuff. Um, yeah, I also read Rome Sweet Home as well. Yeah, by him. And yeah, um, I read that after my conversion though, but it's still like such a good book. And then, yeah. And so those were just some of the things that I read that helped me to understand the faith more. Um, oh, another book I also really recommend is also um, Surprised by Truth by Patrick Madrid. Um, yeah, I read the second one. Yeah, Surprised by Truth 2. And it goes into conversion stories from people from tons of different backgrounds. Uh um, from how, how they were, you know, whatever faith they were before and how they came into the Catholic church. And I remembered my, um, my friend who, um, who ended up being my confirmation sponsor. Yeah. She loaned me that book. And so I read that during that time when I was in RCIA and awesome. So the last question I hope to ask everyone who comes on at the end is, can you share with us one scripture verse that has is either speaking to you recently or that played a foundational role in your journey and why? I'd say my favorite verse is 
Philippians 4, verse 6. And so, yeah, be anxious about nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplication and acts of thanksgiving, let your petitions be made known to God. And so, yeah, I think that that verse, yeah, has always kind of been my favorite verse that stood out to me to just kind of um, not to worry in, I guess, times of difficulty or in confusion, but just to pray about, you know, these things and knowing that God can handle your feelings or your struggles and yeah. And so, yeah, that's just kind of always been my favorite verse, you know? So. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Just to like open up to him and be like, Lord, you show me the way, you know? And that's all that he asks of us is to open ourselves to him and he will, he will show us the way. And um, I feel like you can see that so clearly in your story. So Thank you so much, Caitlin. This has been awesome. Your story is amazing. As always, they always are. And I am just so grateful for for you sharing it with us and also for your ministry on YouTube. I can't wait to see where that goes. Um, And yeah, where the Lord's going to take that next. Yep. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. It's been, yeah, this is, yeah, so amazing. And so, yeah, thank you. Of course. All right, bye. Thank you so much bye. for growing some good with us today. Visit us at togrowgood.com slash podcast to find links to everything we mentioned in today's conversation. If you enjoyed today's conversation, would you please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or on whatever app you're listening from? Reviews help podcasts to show up higher in search results so that more people can find these incredible stories of the Lord at work. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend, a family member, or a coworker who might enjoy the conversation as well. Find us on Instagram at to grow good. See you next week.